Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast, coming your way today. On this Tuesday, we take a look back at the Nationals' 4-1 loss in the series opener to the Blue Jays. We look ahead to Game 2 in the series. Make sure you guys go follow us on social media, at LO Nationals on uh, Twitter, and then also follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore on Twitter as well. All right, on to the show. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you later! The Nats have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth! This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam! Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The Washington Nationals are the world champions! You are listening to the Locked On Nationals Podcast, your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. All right, everybody, Josh Neighbors here. Let's get to it. The Nationals fell last night to the Blue Jays by a score of 4-1 to one at Nationals Park. Your pitching matchup last night, it was Anibal Sanchez going for the Nats, and then it was Trent Thornton who countered for the Blue Jays. And things got off to a rocky start early, well, earlier for the Blue Jays, as Bo Bichette was scratched right before the game, non-COVID-related injury. And then Teoscar Hernandez, who, as Dan Schulman's going to say in this highlight you're about to hear, 10 minutes before the game, learns he is going to be hitting in that leadoff spot for the Blue Jays, and uh, he does this on the second pitch. Teoscar Hernandez hits it a long way to right center, and it's going to go. Just moved up to the leadoff spot about 10 minutes ago, and he takes Sanchez out to the opposite field. Highlights courtesy of Sportsnet there in Canada. That is not going to be the last that we'll hear of Teoscar Hernandez um, in this game, and I'm not sure it's the last we're going to hear of Teoscar Hernandez in this series. That was the only run Anibal Sanchez gave up in that inning. He actually worked out of some trouble, did a good job, I thought, after the home run of working out of some trouble. The Nationals offense did a good job of getting runners on base essentially every inning. And Castro gets on in the first. The Nats aren't able to do much with it. Blue Jays don't present too much trouble in the second inning. Another uh, inning for the Nationals where they put some runners on base. They had Eric Thames work a walk, and he had a really nice game. We'll talk more about that here in a second. Suzuki singles to left off the top of the wall, and Thames is only able to make it to second because he did not know if the ball was going to be hit or not. But, um, you, you know, Bob Carpenter on the broadcast actually said, hey, it's a 350-some foot single. I mean, he hits essentially about – he's about three feet away from going yard. So the Nats have runners – on first and second, Robles singles to deep center, and Thames is only going to get to third. They don't want to run him. He actually does end up running later in the game. But Nats get the bases loaded in the second inning, and then Michael A. Taylor strikes out, and uh, Trey Turner hits the ball pretty hard, but he lines out to center. So 
The Nationals had a bunch of scenarios in this game where they put runners on base, and especially in this inning where they get the bases loaded in the second, and they're not able to make um, anything up out of that. A clean third inning for Sanchez. It looks like he settled in at this point. The Nationals, once again, in the bottom of the third, Eaton singles, Castro singles, and then Kendrick hits a ball hard to third and grounds into a double play. So there you go. There are your two outs. There's two hits in that inning. And then Cabrera lines out, hits a the ball hard, and uh, a diving catch made in left field for the Blue Jays. So, you know, another tough inning where the Nationals are putting runners on base. They hit two balls hard, and they end up kind of on the short end of the stick there. Uh, there's kind of two ways to look at it, in my opinion. There's the, you know, and I think I think we have to look at them both ways. One, they're not producing runs, right? This is a situation where they are not producing runs in crucial situations, and they need to be. But number two, they're hitting the ball hard, and sometimes that's just the way the game goes. So, I mean, I think there's kind of two ways to look at it. Um, you know, it's encouraging how they're hitting the ball, but they need to get some of these runners home. I mean, you can only say, oh, we're hitting the ball hard so much. And, um, I mean, today was a game where the Nationals, 11 hits. They hit, they they got a lot of guys on base, but after that, they could not finish the job. Top of the fourth now, this is where things get very rocky for Anibal Sanchez. Rowdy Telez leads the inning off with a mammoth home run. As Rowdy Telez drills one deep right field, Rowdy has hit it way out of here. First pitch breaking ball, and he looked like he was sitting on it, and the Blue Jays lead two to nothing. That first pitch breaking ball gets crushed. Later in the inning with two outs, Danny Jansen gets in on the act for the Blue Jays. Just like everybody else. Danny Jansen gives one a ride, and this ball's going to go. It is flying tonight in Washington as Jansen has hit the third home run of the night already for the Blue Jays. The great Dan Schulman with the call there. Yeah, those, those three home runs the Blue Jays hit in the first four innings. Hernandez, 4-13. Rowdy Telez, 420, uh, or excuse me, 419, and then Danny Jansen, 420. I mean, they these guys were locked in, and um, or locked on, I could say. These guys had themselves a really nice outing at the plate, um, and, and they were focused. They were dialed in on, on some of, um, of uh, Anibal's pitches, and they took him deep there. And uh, three solo shots, it's 3-0 as we head into the bottom of the fourth. Eric Thames again gets on base with a single. Kurt Suzuki doubles to left, and Eric Thames gets on his horse to make it home and score the Nationals' first run of the game. He rips it fair into the left field corner, and it gets deep into the corner, which helps. Thames heading for third. Chip Hale is going to wave him home, might have a play at the plate, and Thames beats the relay. Kurt Suzuki, first RBI of the year. And the Nets are on the board. And this is where things get a bit uh, upsetting for the Nationals. After that, Robles reaches on an infield single, and Suzuki gets to third, third, excuse me. So it's first and third with uh, no outs. And then Michael A. Taylor lines into a double play, and Robles gets doubled off. Trey Turner walks to make it first and third again with two outs, but Adam Eaton pops up, and the inning is over. Uh, another tough scene for the Nationals. It, it makes it so... Um, it was frustrating to watch in that situation. And once again, if you're lining into a double play, that means you hit the ball hard, and Taylor did. But a tough situation for the Nationals, getting doubled off there, they leave more runners on base. Well, the Nats cut the lead to two there. That did not last for long. Teoscar Hernandez 
uh, he went deep once again. Rocky, a clean inning as Hernandez drills another ball to deep right field. His second home run of the night. Hernandez going uh, much shorter, 399 on this one compared to his first blast, 413. Not by much, but uh, a little bit shorter. Almost got the to the 400 400 um, foot mark. Yeah, and this is this is in the bottom of the fifth now. It's, it's four to one. No other scoring for the rest of the game. Um, the Nationals bullpen, and this is where they need to get uh, a lot of credit here. Um, the rest of the way out did an excellent job, and the three guys that that, that uh, deserve the credit are Sam Freeman, Junior Guerra, and Ryan Harper, who came in and they worked the last four innings of this game. They surrendered combined one hit, uh, two walks, and they struck out two. Final line on Sanchez. Five innings pitch, six hits, four earned runs, one walk, seven Ks, four home runs um, for Mr. Sanchez. Not a great night for him. Nets did a good job getting to Thornton, and he worked four innings, eight hits, one earned run, two walks, three Ks. So they did put some good at-bats together against him, but the rest of the bullpen combined the rest of the way for those five innings for the Blue Jays, only surrendering three hits and two walks while striking out uh, another four Nationals. So the a, a good job um, a good job from both bullpens uh, of doing a good job and limiting the amount of damage and amount of traffic on the base paths. Uh, and if in in the Blue Jays case when there was traffic, they were able to get out with it, get out of it. The Nationals with runners in scoring position, two for ten. Kendrick was zero for two. Cabrera zero for one. Castro zero for one. Eaton zero for one. Taylor zero for one. Turner zero for one. And guess who was two for two? It was Victor Robles, who has had a really nice start to this 2020 abbreviated season. Another two hits for him tonight. Suzuki had a nice game. Two hits for him. Eric Thames uh, worked two walks, had a hit, and we saw him get on his horse, like I mentioned earlier. So good night for him. Um, Kendrick goes one for four and hit the ball uh, hard a couple times. He's kind of struggled getting off to the start this year. Stalin Castro, two for four, probably one of his, uh, probably his best game out of the four they've played so far. Eaton goes one for four. Turner goes two for four of the walk, too. He's really starting to impress me, um, kind of getting the bat warmed up here these last couple games, and also working some walks as well, too. Turner's starting to be that guy in the front of the lineup that uh, we thought we'd see. For the Nats, man, they got to get Juan Soto back. I'm going to say this again. It is hard for this team to come into this season, and um, you know you have to deal with the, lo- the loss of Anthony Rendon. And then you have to do with the loss of Soto. I mean, they were expecting Rendon, but Soto, no. They had no idea they were going to be losing Juan Soto, and they hope they can get him back soon. It appears, once again, that it was a false positive. Uh, but once again, you never know in these unsure times with what we're seeing with the Marlins right now. But the Nationals desperately, desperately need Juan Soto back on the dugout. So uh, we'll see if they can get Soto back here pretty soon. Next game is uh, tonight on Tuesday night as I'm recording this. It is Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. So we'll take a look at that game when we come back. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by CBDMD.com. doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete or a stay-at-home parent or you've been like me lately, spending eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD with Menthol Freeze is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints and a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this new duo of topicals and everything else, 
CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all of our listeners 25% off on your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oils and products from CBDMD.com. All right, we're back really quick before we get out of here. The next game for the Nationals, the beauty of baseball, guys. 6.05 tonight, the Nationals are back in action. No reason to panic yet. They're 1-3. Um, you know, obviously, they need, to, they need to start getting it going in the 60-game season. Tonight's pitching matchup, it is going to be Tanner Roar coming back and throwing against his old club. And right now, I mean, on most schedules, Austin Voth is the scheduled starter for the Nats, but we believe it to be one Mr. Max Scherzer. I'm really curious to see how Scherzer is going to look uh, and bounce back from that last start he had against the Yankees. Connor Jones and I had a lot of interesting conversations, uh, and one interesting conversation in particular this past week on last week's podcast after the opening day loss for the Nationals. I think it's pretty interesting to see how Max Scherzer's season plays out. Is he the guy that's going to struggle early and then have to, you know, um, kick it into high gear, almost kind of like Strasburg does? Or is he going to, we're going to see him settle in more and a bit more of the old Max that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, and I think we're going to start getting some answers to that question tonight. So really excited for this game. 6.05 tonight. We'll be back either late tonight or early tomorrow for you guys with a recap of this game and any and uh, um, any other Nats news that we need to get to you all. Once again, thank you for listening. Make sure you find me on Twitter at JoshNeighbors underscore at LO Nationals. Also, check out the uh, Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All of these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network.